Welcome to episode number 207, The Music Scene. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Heck, Gabe, and Josue. What up? The music scene. In this episode, we welcome back special guest Josue Laura. We cover topics that range from the music industry, collaborations, creative processes, effects of corona, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Debbie Fields and Bob Marley. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Josue, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you joined us in uh, episode 138. Uh, and if you have not yet had a chance to take a listen, please do. Um, but uh, for those of us who do not know who you are, what you do, let us know. Uh, so my name is Josue Lora. I'm a Latin alternative uh, musician, and I'm also a filmmaker. Awesome, awesome. Nice. All right, so the last time uh, you were on, we talked music. We also talked uh, filmmaking. Uh, we, we did a project or two together. Um, yeah. But let's just catch everyone up. Like, how, how did you get started in the music industry? You know, where did it begin for you? When was that that we met up? Random thought. Yeah, that was like I, I a little. Remember. That was like April of last year. April of last year. Yeah. So yeah, I was working on an album back then. Yeah. So That's I right. so I started um, I started creating music when I was uh, seriously when I was like 16, uh, 18. And then I released my first album, I think, at 20, 21. Okay. And then I got into filmmaking. I used to play with it when I was, like, 13. And then by, by 16, 17, um, I was, like, making money. At 18, I, like, opened up an actual company um, unofficially. And then at 20, I officially opened it. And that's been, like, my main source of income. Um, since we met, I started an indie record label, actually. Mm-hmm. And that's been kind of fun where we uh, nice. curate events. Um, we help different artists. Um, we run different events and shows over at the studio, so kind of that stuff. But yeah, I started when I was 16, making music around there, and then I started filmmaking at the same time. Um, I mainly started doing music videos because I couldn't afford to pay somebody else to to basically shoot my own music videos. So yeah. first check I got, I worked at a, I was an intern at a radio station. It was a $500 check, and the first thing I did was go and buy a Canon T2i. And uh, I think I asked my dad for an extra hundred bucks and I bought a, a 50 mil and that's how I started shooting. Nice. And then I got like my first home studio at like 14 and started that's playing nice. with that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so you started your own indie uh, label. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I did go to between you being on this show and today in between there you had um, – you had like a little event at a uh, at an art gallery, I believe, in Trenton that I went to that was pretty dope. The way you had, obviously, it's an art gallery, so you have all this unique, uh, you know, pieces of art hanging on the wall. Uh, the vibe was cool, it was super dim. You had lights going, uh, and you featured a bunch of artists. They might have been your boys. I'm not sure what what it was, um, but explain a little bit about that. Which one was that one? We we did a few. You went in August, right? Uh, yeah, it was hot. 
Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, not in the place. I just remember it being hot because I left. I remember leaving and I kept, me and you were going back. I'm like, I don't know if I can make it because my wife wasn't back uh, yet. Okay. My boys were swimming in the pool and then my wife came back. I'm like, yes. And the only reason why I said it was hot was because they were swimming in the pool. And I remember just getting, taking a shower, getting dressed and hauling butt over there. And I'm like, so happy I went. So, that one was kind of like an introduction to, uh, to a music series I, I'm still doing with uh, Artworks. That's the name of the space. Yes, that's it. And I think that was the an album uh, release party that, that we had. After that, we did two more events. Um, we have two more to go. And uh, the series is called Raices, which is a, a multicultural music series. So that one, since it went so well, it brought a lot of different people from uh, different backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, people that spoke different languages together. We thought, hey, why not? Um, and then I'm trying to get funding to make it free for for the community yeah um so far i did get funding to for the next one so the oh, next nice. one is free nice nice um so we have two more uh it was supposed to be in uh in the springtime and then the other one was going to be in the summer and then i right. would have closed it out i guess that's like being pushed back uh because of the virus right but yeah that one it was me my buddy peter was our album release party and then after that we did another one with this guy his name is uh jacer tejedas and he's uh by far the best uh guitar player that i've ever met he, yeah he's played on like a bunch of grammy winning albums wow and it was like fun um it, it was like it had like a lot of dominican roots yeah in it and then the second one after that Raises part two had uh these guys from colombia and uh this girl from philly who who sounds uh she sounds cool she's sang, she sung in english she's uh jewish and puerto rican Nice. Which I thought was like, yeah, it was a, a really interesting uh, mixture. Yeah. But yeah, it was mad fun. Um, and the space is great. Artworks, Artworks doesn't really do live music. It's an art gallery. And um, I think that's why we did it, because they don't usually do that. Yeah, and I think it was the... Um it was like the vibe that you, you, you brought to something that was uh, typically just white walls and the art piece itself. You, you want a blank wall, right? You do want that uh -huh. blank canvas because you don't want it to take away from the actual art pieces. But what was unique about this was they kind of created their own little stage or little area with you know uh, their little setup or whatever. And behind them was actual art pieces hanging on the wall. And then they had this cool, like these lights kind of shooting all over the place. And they created this very huh. interesting vibe. And you could tell, it was like if you weren't in there like kind of bobbing your head, it was like something was wrong or you were sick or something. Because it was just so... <laughs> It was interesting. I never seen anything like it. I got it. They had it was basically this little concert at an art gallery in the middle of an art gallery, um, and so I don't know if that's the vibe that you you wanted or you just thought that was. How did that even come about? So I ran the art gallery for uh, for three years. It was called Casa Cultura, and then uh, to be honest, rent got super expensive. So yeah. um, so we were forced to close it. But that was basically the vibe. Uh, the space was actually really small. Yeah. But and at any show we had like a hundred people. So you actually couldn't move. Yeah. So artworks was uh, is huge in comparison. Yeah. Um, and the art is uh, some of the art is way more expensive. So it was like kind of different for us, but not really. Yeah. Um, and I think it. I think everyone just went because they wanted to have fun. Sure. Um, and it was still kind of intimate, although the space was huge and the art was great. The directors are like really friendly. I think it was just all good vibes all around. 
but yeah definitely that's kind of like the vibe we were going for something like really different yeah um because most people most people that were there actually don't go to concerts regularly right um like i ask around and they're like i've never been to a concert yeah and i said oh well you should welcome yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know when's the next time we'll go to a concert yeah yeah uh but yeah our, our works is great um i got yelled at one time for stepping on a twenty thousand dollar art piece that's, that's crazy <laughs> because I just I literally just read like some some article of uh, a person was in a museum in Italy that leaned over on some statue that was uh, 200 years old and broke the foot off of this oh, statue. Man. Oh my gosh! Um, and it's that you just said that it's like the level of cringe is like super high. Um, no, but the, it it was a cool vibe. But it's funny though because you just said that gone to a concert i've gone to a bunch of concerts but the concerts i've gone to maybe tla if we go to tla in philly maybe that was like that intimate like setting you kind of get that but even that had like has like levels right um and then beyond that we were in jersey um just all over the place but you're in like a stadium or like something with seating so you're kind of like just you're directed to sit almost in this little thing and there's a bunch of people going over, which is also dope because everyone's feeling that same vibe, right? Because people buying tickets to everyone, everyone there likes that same music. So everyone's feeling that kind of thing. This was more of like an unexpected, you know, I, I can't really explain. It was almost like a, like a, I'm gonna start it off like a, like that jazz feel almost when we initially started going in because there, I think you guys were just playing music to begin with. Like the, uh -huh. the DJ was just kind of getting started and, you know, making sure the sound was correct. Um, and then you're looking around while there's music. I was looking around in the museum or the, uh, like the art pieces while the music's playing in the background. So moving forward, what, what what do you want the shows to be? You said you have two to close out. What kind of setting do you want? And, you know, what do you, what do you hope for? I think moving forward, um, again, same thing, like a, a multicultural uh, environment. Um, again, something like very different that you, that you don't normally see. Um, I think I want to play more with sets and lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, basically just follow the, the same format but try to include different cultures like we already touched on Dominican Republic yeah. uh, the second guys were from Colombia uh, maybe next next one there's like a huge Guatemalan presence um, in Trenton where we do it maybe we'll have somebody th that does like traditional music from Guatemala or, or Central America yeah um, and then the third one maybe like touch on like some Afro-Caribbean stuff a little more uh, but yeah, each time um, I subtly try to, to show people that it's more than just like popular music that you hear on on the radio. It's yeah. more than like reggaeton and trap and exactly um, all this stuff that that you just listen to normally. Yeah. Although that stuff is cool, it's fun. It's, sure. it's really fun to listen to. But I think a lot of times people don't even know that there's like really good music other than that yeah absolutely Be because even jazz some people are like jazz is boring and i'm like well have you have you looked at like a tom mitch right who's who does jazz but his own way and is like he, he sounds crazy yeah and i think the guy doesn't even like read music yeah uh, and That's I, wild. do you guys know who he is <laughs> yes yeah if, yeah you, you should you should check him out he's, he's like crazy dope he just released an, an album and yeah. i think he's from the uk or mm. london wherever <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we grew up like growing up for us we grew up in um a, a christian house setting right so Same. yeah so so we had uh obviously spanish music uh we had gospel but one of the big ones when we went to you know like 
if we're listening to music that was in English, was always my we went to jazz, and so we were always had like a jazz or a blues kind of thing going anyway. So when we started listening to, as we became teenagers, we started listening to um, rap, I guess, rap and hip hop, so to uh-huh. speak. I was more into like the conscious, like rappers, Common, Talib Kweli. So we started listening to these guys, mm. and so I was already into like, wow, it's like sort of poetic. I like it. It was it wasn't until later on where I got into like you know it was like the I guess you call it more of like a what you hear mainstream now sure. but that still even isn't what you know so I have appreciation for the jazz the the that little you know that aspect of it um, and it, and it's good and and I feel like sometimes with uh, social media those those genres kind of get buried because there's so much marketing going on with the other stuff yeah. uh, and like you said it's not that it's not necessarily that it's bad but there's yeah. there could be something that could be way more intriguing to you and you don't even know it's out there yeah and and i mean like you're going up against like Beyonce is great, but right. it's Beyonce. Like Disney Plus, she's everywhere. Right, <laughs> right. So, so you take like a Tom Mitch that I just mentioned. I'm like, do you guys know who Tom Mitch is? And it's yeah. like, uh, not really. He has a great album. To yeah. me, it's like an amazing album. Yeah. But you put him up against like a Beyonce or even like a, a Meek Mill, let's say. Yeah. And most people are gonna be like, oh, I know who Meek Mill is. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Like off the top, of, like of their head, and yeah. And these labels get behind this one person that they know. At the end of the day. You know, we all hate to say, but you know, there's it's a business, right? And yeah. then they're they're you know they're trying to make their their money, they're trying to make their return on their investment, and so they're they're getting behind a specific artist, specific you know songs, albums, whatever it is. Um, and it's and unfortunately, some people get lost in the sauce, or you know, talent gets lost in there in the in the you know in the middle of the the ocean with the sharks. Um, I think it's also like a it could it could be like both ways. It could be like a good yeah. and bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know this one guy, he's like really talented, yeah, and he refuses to to put his music on streaming services. Yeah, he releases CDs. He refuses to film music videos. Anything he refuses, he says, "I'm happy where I'm at." Yeah. And I asked him, I'm like, how do you make money? He says, I am making more money than some of my artists that are, some of my friends that are signed. Yeah. And I said, how? And he said, I will contact my list of like 100 or 300 people. Say, I have a show tonight in a private location. I will send it to you an hour before. Hmm. And he says, he does this once a month. <laughs> and they will go to his show. That's and he'll charge crazy. them like 20 bucks, but some of them will pay way more. Right. And a lot and the way he designs his sets, they're like amazing. And it's almost like, who is this guy? What is he doing now? Wow. And since he's been doing it for like 15 years, he's developed like this long list of, of followers. And like he says, I'm happy. He says, I would hate to, to like tour the world and, and do all these things. So I think while you may have like, Somebody who's used as, as Beyonce or Meek Mill. Yeah. You also have that guy who, who's completely happy on his hill in Puerto Rico doing shows by the beach barefoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a phantom, right? <laughs> phantom, like nobody knows about, like you don't get no info about him until it's that It's underground. Moment. It's really, truly yeah. underground. Yeah, yeah I mean, they know him like because they follow him, but, right. but he doesn't tell you where. Right, his actual. And then when he tells venue. you, like, you might have to drive up a mountain and you might need like a Jeep to, to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, why people go. It's, it's like an experience. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's cool. cool. Yeah. There's. Uh, there's there's a bunch of um, you know uh, folks who made it off just the internet basically having soldier boy <laughs> yeah like something was that it's like but the they first have one. like yeah 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 <laughs> they have like their little unique following whatever it is for whatever reason right they just follow this person and it is almost like 
like Earl Sweatshirt is a person who, yeah, who's a person that was like, he's not mainstream, like you, at all, <laughs> at all. And but if you mention him to a specific group of people, they are like, like we just said, diehard fans. They love this dude. Um, and and it's, it was just, it kind of when you were saying that, it kind of reminded me of him. It was like he does these little intimate settings. Uh, it's almost like the size of a bar or whatever it is, and he's there, and this jam packed. This bar never had. That many people in its yeah. existence. It's, it's been there wild. for 25 years, and this dude's blowing out the walls. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Um, but it's like, you know, releases like that. Um, but he's also respected, like, on the mainstream level. Like, a lot yeah. of people, like, the ones that know, know. They're like, this guy's a really good writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His music just, like, for the average listener, is a little hard to, sure. I guess, consume. Like, yeah. if, if anyone's ever listened to Earl. Yeah. Like, his newer stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool what he's doing. He seems happy. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about, finding your happiness. Like, And I also feel like within uh, – they're mixing genres more than ever now, right? So you have like someone who's singing. Fun. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> and I think that's what makes it appealing because you become truly unique. You don't have to stay stuck to a yeah. specific genre. You don't have to stay stuck to a specific style. Uh, back in the day, you would have like an R&B singer singing on your track and then you're rapping like for the, you know, the hip-hop scene. Now it's like – you yourself can sing. You could be doing the instrumentals. You could have produced the whole thing. Like people are so talented, they're just they're figuring it all out themselves. Um, and especially now, more than ever, with with technology, we were just talking right before you got on about you know a camera and what it can do and how it can shoot live videos for us on you know a couple clicks here and there. Has that changed the game as well? You think like with instruments are are, they, are instruments going to go out the window and just have these? Um, you know, just this, these boards where, you know, I can make a trumpet sound with three little touches of, you know, keys here. Or do you really, or do people who are going to stick with having the actual instrument? I think it just depends on the person. Me yeah. personally, I like, I like, uh, I like both. I like using both. Yeah. Um, I linked up with like a, a really well-known producer and he was, uh, he was playing like a trumpet on like keys. Yeah. And he's like a real trumpet player couldn't even do that. And he was really good. Yeah. He also used live instruments, but since we were there. Um, I think it just depends on the person. As far as me, I always try to include like uh, actual live instruments. Hmm. Um, some people say like using virtual instruments is like cheating or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I just think it's like things evolve. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think like you should, uh, you should use all these tools to your advantage. Um, if something sounds cheap and you don't like it, that's a different thing. Um, but if that's the sound you're going for, um, I, I always try to include both. I think that's, for me, it works. Um, it's actually really fun. Um, I've tried to do everything live and it sounds amazing. Um, it works for some stuff, for some stuff it doesn't. I guess it just depends what sound you're going for. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tools for everything, right? I mean, uh, I know growing up, my, my dad was a handyman and so were my uncle. They had tools like a handsaw um, and, and obviously the hammer or whatever that they were building beautiful things. Uh -huh. But I, if I could build the same thing they were doing with an air gun and a circular saw, I will not feel any less of a man. Honestly, I'm being serious. Yeah. I would just be proud of what I produced mm -hmm. and I'd be hyped as hell. Yeah, you got to give them credit for X, Y, and Z, but I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to take advantage of, you know, a tool and it serves the same purpose. Now, don't get me wrong. I still can use a hammer and a saw as well uh -huh. for a different project. Right. Um, 
But who's to say they wouldn't have if they had the ability, if, if they had the, um, mm-hmm. if it was exposed to them at that point? Yeah, it just depends on the person. I yeah. mean, you have, you have songs going number one where it's like a little loop from, uh, <laughs> oh my and, and like a, a drum loop. I, I think Drake does that. I get like really upset with Drake sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> all right, the production sounds cool, but sometimes I'm like, all right, dude, please do a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Pharrell's the king of that. Uh, I think Pharrell's really great, and I think he he utilizes both. And yeah. I think to me, Pharrell's like the ultimate producer up there with um, Dr. Dre mm. as far as like hip hop. I also yeah. like this guy from Puerto Rico. His name is uh, Visitante. He was part of Calle Trece, um, and the guy now has like 28 Grammys. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, the the guy is like a beast producing, but he uses both. Okay. Okay. And and uh, he was like his first big hit. He, it was like uh, reggaeton mixture with. Uh, like Brazilian sounds hmm. and it was like really weird but the song was like huge everywhere you went and even like the the chorus was like longer than usual songs yeah <laughs> yeah like his chorus was longer than like an, an average song at the time and he repeated that chorus three times wow. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh man with the nine minute song uh yeah yeah, like, yeah the, the actual not the one that was like on mtv but the actual song was like seven minutes I think. yeah wow that's wild <laughs> now producing does it, you do you think that becomes like a style when people use like uh, for example, there was a time, I would say, in the early 2000s where everyone used Scott, uh, Scott Storch, right? And they just constantly he's used back. him. And he's back now. He's better than that. I think he's even he's better. He's great. Yeah, I, I, like I think him. he's even better now. Um, do you think, uh, or, or even now, like almost every hip-hop song you hear, it was like DJ Mustard, and then it went to, you know, Take Keith, and now it's like, whoever it is now, and it's just constant, like... But every song on the radio is the same person. Different yeah. artist, uh-huh. but the same dude who's produced. So is it like a style thing or just going with who's popping at that time? I, I think it's, I mean, from a business standpoint, it's yeah. like, all right, if this song is hot, let, how can we recreate that? And like, yeah, sure. the baby does that like <laughs> all yeah. day. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I had a number one hit. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And then sure. like, I guess he stays up there. Um yeah, I, I think it's just like whoever's hot right now and then that person's like the it guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I try to look for things that are like different. Like if something sounds the same um, all the time, I think that's when we create crappy things. Because why not be different? Yeah. So have you ever gotten in a, a, in a predicament where you're doing a collab or you're just creating with someone and you, like, you, you ended up with a, a finished product that you liked and they liked equally as much and you kind of, do you ever get like a tug of war? Like, who's going to take it? Like, who's going to put it on there? That, that actually happened with my buddy, uh, <laughs> Peter Notahe. Like, we have, uh, our first two albums are together. Yeah. Actually, three. We did a live one. So, for like, since I started releasing stuff, most of it has been with him. Yeah. And, and now he's like, oh, I'm releasing a solo album. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I spent a bunch of time creating, uh, producing these tracks. Yeah. And then he says, this is my song. Yeah. And, and he's like my brother. And I look at him and I'm like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> and then he goes, well, you can have that one. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, which one do I like more? Yeah, yeah. And I look at him and I'm like, uh, so it's it's kind of like difficult, but at the end of the day, like it, it's it's cool as long as it gets out there. Uh, like we just released a song; it's called Now Fragon, and I think we both love it. Yeah. And he wanted another one that's unreleased, and Now Fragon is like really more commercial than the other one. Yeah. And he says, 
uh, I want the other one for my project. And I said, I really like that song. And he said, you can have Naufrago. And I said, yeah, hands down, I got it. You yeah. take it. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, you know what? And it takes a lot. I, know, I remember watching an uh, interview with a... Uh, uh, an artist by the name of uh, Ty Dollar Sign, and he he was he, he uh, Ty Dollar Sign, uh, YG, and DJ Mustard. I think grew up in the same area. I think they're different age groups, but they grew up in the same area. And Ty Dollar Sign had this song. I forget which one it is. It's the one, whatever one that made YG famous. Basically, he it was actually Ty Dollar Sign. Yes, yes. And <laughs> so he st- he allowed him. It was actually Ty Dollar Sign's song. Supposedly, this is, if if I'm if I got the story right, he stepped back and said, "No, you can have, you can have it. You, you're younger. Like you're probably more than likely going to pop off more than I am." Well, they end up people liking his voice, Ty Dallasine's voice, singing on it, and they're like, "Well, who's this guy?" Or whatever for the people who didn't know him, and all of a sudden he ended up getting a deal out of it as well, and they <laughs> both kind of like bloomed. So it was dope. And then they're like, well, "Who put this together?" DJ Mustard, and then all three of them blew up all at the same time. Um, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, for that for that to happen, um, I, I don't know what they're all doing now, but it was just it was one of those things. That's hard though. It's hard to give up your baby when you put in mad time, your heart and energy into it, your soul, and yeah. it was like, oh man, you see someone else's name slapped on it. It, it also takes like I, I think like a little bit of growth. Like I had somebody, yeah. I was telling someone, I'm like, oh, I spend a lot of time creating music, and he said that's that's probably coming from like even if you don't realize it, like you being insecure, like even even slightly. So he said, try to create something in a day and see what com- comes of it. And I'm like, all right, word, um, I'll do it. And then like, I did it and I'm like, yo, I really like this. Like something I created like really fast rather than like spending a bunch of time on. I went back and like tweaked it and all of this, but sure. like for the most part, I created it in a day. Yeah. And I think even with that, like being able to like give something up, it takes so much out of you. I yeah. think like you should grow. Yeah. That happened in the... The Mac Miller album, like, I don't think he credited a lot of people. Okay. And a lot of people, I think, gave him those things because they were good friends um, with him. The one, not his most recent one, the one before he passed, uh, okay. Swimming. Yeah. Um, I think John Mayer's on it and, like, a bunch of other people. And people are like, who is that? Yeah. And after he passed, they're like, oh, yeah, that's me. So I think it, like, it's kind of like the same thing where it's like, oh, you can have this. But yeah. I think it takes growth. Yeah. Yeah, little baby says he charges everybody for everything, so he don't have that. He don't have that issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Charge everyone, like here you go. It's like it's yours. Do whatever he you want. Charges everybody. He says it's too funny. Um, so, so explain a little bit about the, that your creative process. You said try to develop something within a day and see what see what comes out of it. See what the product is without forcing it, right? Because yeah, there, yeah, there's nothing worse than trying to force something. Um, and maybe you do need to let it go and come back to it the next day or whenever you're in that vibe yeah. again. Because um, I heard uh, the singer, rapper, whatever he wants to call himself, Russ. He developed. Russ is dope. Yeah, Russ developed a song and didn't fully finish. He said he, for whatever reason, it's it's, it's a really recent um, drop that he just did, and he actually let the fans finish it with him on like live IG because he oh, someone wow. asked him like what's your creative process he's like let's do it together so he's like I already have half the song or beginning of a song or I got the hook or something and we'll keep going he developed this song whether it was great or not he didn't really play the full song I guess you had to like download it or whatever um, it was interesting because he allowed people in for the first time with his actual creative process oh word um, and now it's called Russ featuring the fans like literally that's what the track is actually uh-huh. called um, Russ is a genius. Yeah. I mean, just that alone brought more fans to 
towards him because that's like an attractive thing to do. It's different. It's genius for marketing. It's genius because you're actually truly showing people what your process is. And all creatives say this all the time. I have nothing to hide because my creativity is going to be completely different than what your creativity is. Uh My my style, my splash is totally different. So even if I showed you how I did something, it's still going to sound different than if you were to do it. What, what do you what do you think about that? How, what's your creative process? And would you be able to do something like that? Like have other people? Oh, what if you did this? Like that would be like kind of distracting if you thought about it. Um, I can and and I have and yeah. and even like what you said about uh, Russ working on a song and like coming back to it. I do yeah. that every day. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll start something yeah. and I won't touch it for months or weeks or whatever. Um, yeah, I I like the way I, I've been creating some of my most recent work. Uh, is I'll start it, I'll produce it, whether I, I get whatever sounds I have, somebody else play, and then I start building it. Then I'll get like another musician in, and I'll say, hey, what do you think this needs? And I'll get them to play that, and then I'll play around with some other sounds. But a lot of it is like their input as well, where they're like, oh, what if you added this to it? Um, a lot of people I'm close with, I'll, I'll have them come by and listen to it and say, how does this sound to you? Um, I, had, I had my friend tell me, oh, this one's fire keep this one yeah and then another one came on and he said it sounds like elevator music yeah <laughs> so yeah, it was two, like, two totally different yeah right yeah. so it was like and and i'm like all right cool i'm like i like the song a lot yeah and he said no it sounds like elevator music so i said all right i'll keep working on it i'll make it not sound that way yeah but even that was like him having his input where he said he said the keys sound like kind of cheesy yeah. like like you're on the elevator um and then i even started doing this Something similar as to, to Russ, because it's coronavirus. I just played everything I have unreleased, like on uh, Facebook or Instagram Live. Yeah. And just saw how people reacted to it. Yeah. So I, f- I, I saw that the ones they really liked, they would comment and say, oh, nice chords. Or, uh, oh, this, this song is fire. The ones that, like, I was a little bit in about, they just, like, let it rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when another one came back on, they were like, oh, word. Yeah. Or I'll put, like... Uh, like little snippets on on instagram and if someone hits me up i'm like oh this is cool i'm like all right cool some people like it sometimes people wouldn't say anything yeah and i didn't i didn't take it like to heart or like thought about it too much but it was just like a cool little experiment (laughs) yeah yeah. do you have do you have uh anything on deck ready to go like beats whatever it is just something hooks something in the back of your mind like if somebody or you have somebody in mind for like if they jumped on this this would be crazy but you didn't really put it together yet now, nah, for sure. I, I definitely have like a bunch of stuff. So my creative process now has been um, before I would get like instrumentals from other people and then I would add on to it. Yeah. I would uh, get people to play on them. Um, have, my last album, I worked with this guy named Ivan Barrias and he produced a lot of it. Um, a lot of it I produced myself where I got like just different musicians and then I added different elements. Um, nowadays, I downloaded a, a splice um a splice membership which is basically you have like royalty free sounds oh okay so i download like a sound that i think might work i might download like a, a drum loop and i use that like as a reference right and i say i'll create with this and then i'll get uh this really good keyboard player that i know and i said hey this is like my reference can we create something that doesn't sound like this but has the same vibe yeah um and then he's, i said cool and then i'll get a drummer or i'll maybe i'll keep that same drum loop right because i did pay for it i can i can use it um i'll alter it in some way so basically it's like sampling in in a way or maybe i'll keep like a a nice like four bar piano loop and then i'll change it some way um and then i'll keep that and but i always like add either a hook or verse 
so i think now i have like 40 tracks and i've never produced like or worked on music like so quick or had so much of it like just sitting around yeah because i used to just work on one track for like three months right right where right. now i'm like all right i'm creating this and i'll just have it there yeah um and i don't even know what i'm gonna do with it yet because i don't plan on releasing any an, an album for for a long time i plan on just releasing uh singles and doing videos and seeing what happens yeah for sure uh speaking of videos you just released a video talk about the the track that was on there and uh what, what was the the whole thing behind the video? Um, you're just dancing in front of a, I believe, in front of a camera with no shirt on. You're having a good old time. <laughs> so the video actually releases Monday. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me being silly when we were mixing the song two sure. months ago, actually. Yeah. I just never posted the video. That's great. So the song is called Now Frago, and it's, uh, it was produced by me and this kid, Jimmy on Jets. Okay. Um, so I took... I love the production on it because I took a, a typical Dominican tambora, which is like a drum made out of like a goat or, or cow skin okay. and wood. Yeah. Um, and it was like a traditional Dominican sound. And then I said, uh, Jimmy, can you give me some 808s? And I found, I got the sound that I wanted. Yeah. I'm like, I want this sound. I tweaked it. I EQ'd it, whatever. And then I said, cool, I want this on top of it. I want these horns. I said, can because I hate sitting there with an MPC that I cannot do. I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. And Jimmy on Jets is like this kid. He's great. So I said, yeah. cool. Add add these uh, add these horns. After we had some of that already created, I said this will sound great with like additional percussion. So I said, hey, I want something like this. I brought another guy in. I'm not a percussion player. And then the song started building. I I had my I had my hook. I had I then I had two verses on it. And then my buddy, uh, Notahe Peter, walks in. And I don't think he was supposed to be on the song. Yeah. Because I said, you're not on this song. I'm creating stuff by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, he's like, Hulk, uh, put the mic on. And then I think he, like, one-taked it. And he did, like, this awesome, like, part where I was like, ah, you're on the song. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds amazing. And he, he, he didn't like it. He said, uh, I can't sing. And I was like, bro. And I'm like, it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he's like, nah. And I'm like, all right, hold up. So I think I, I brought somebody in, his cousin, and like, yo, how this sound to you? He said, bro, this is fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we built it, and then we kept creating, and then we had uh, this kid, his name is Loops, uh, which he's like an amazing MC. Uh, he could dance really, really well. Yeah. He's an amazing actor. Um, he, he hates being compared to his father, uh, <laughs> but his father's actually uh, Vico C, which is like a pioneer in uh, like urban music in puerto yeah. rico like yeah. i think he started in 87 but because of him we have bad bunnies Tego calderon all these people mm -hmm. and so i think it was like cool because vico c i started rapping because of vico c so wow. years later to have like his son on the track and not even to to say oh it's his son for him to be his own person um and say i'm my own person i don't need my father's fame mm -hmm. and hold his own yeah i think has been amazing um uh, like people don't even know that's his son yeah like we don't ever share it that way because yeah. i'm sure he's tired of hearing that sure but for us it was special just to it, it was weird for 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 me to start making music because of his father yeah and years later like making music with his son it was like I was like, yo, this is like kind of very like in a weird way. It's like, all right, keep doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know? And then for the song to be like great, it was like one of the first times we like played around with auto tune. Yeah. And we just wanted to like mess with people because a lot of times I said, oh, you got, your stuff sounds like jazz. Yeah. I was like, I can easily recreate stuff that's on the radio <laughs> right. and do it in my own way and ha and have fun with it. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> so here we are. I think the the song is like a really fun song. The video drops on Monday. That's um, awesome. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, man. You, and then if, from what we saw so far, you just honestly you do you look like you're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. Having fun. <laughs> I'm having the most fun I've had creating music. <laughs> well, is there? Do you feel pressure? Do you feel? Do you feel pressure to produce a specific amount, a specific type? Uh, like you said, like people are like, oh, that you know, we expect a certain sound from you. Don't switch up, or you can't switch up, or I bet you, you can't. You know, whatever. Do you feel that you have to produce something specific? N- not at all. Uh, yeah. Like, I remember quitting my job for the simple fact that I didn't like people telling me what to do. Yeah. Which sounds horrible, and I feel like that's how it is with music. Like, it's like yeah. I can create whatever I want. Um, if it happens, it happens. I'm not. I don't have to impress a label. I don't have. I like. I put up my own money. I film my own stuff. Exactly. I don't. I don't answer to anyone else. So I can kind of create like on my own terms whenever I want. Um, if I wanted to quit and get a job at Walmart tomorrow, I can do that and not owe anybody anything. Yeah. So from that sense, I don't feel like like any pressure. At the same time, I'm like really anxious. Uh, like sometimes that does kick in and like self doubt and anxiety yeah. does play a role. Where where it's like a lot of people that I that I've seen and like have worked with, I see their careers like taking off in comparison. Sure. For or like what might seem to me, where somebody might say, I just got a million hits on this. And I'm over here sitting with uh, however many hits on my song. Yeah. Where, where it's not jealousy. It's, also, it's almost like, how can I get there? And yeah, why yeah, haven't yeah. I gotten there already? Absolutely. I feel like that's like the one thing that like takes over me. And yeah. I don't share that much. Yeah. Um, but I think the more I talk about it, the better I feel. Because people are normally like, just stay in your own lane. You're doing like a good job. Absolutely. And I feel like we should all like keep that in mind. At the same time, I always try to restructure things. Where and I also look at people. I'm like, okay, what worked for them? Exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. Sometimes not bad because yeah. in comparison, you could find a couple little advantages, a couple little tweaks here and there that could benefit you in the long run. And it, and it's and it's good. I do feel like to have that little competitive edge as well. Um, I think that's what gets a lot of people going. I think that's what generates a different kind of energy in a healthy way. Um, and I think that happens to everybody in every, every industry, the, the self-doubt. We were just actually talking about that with my uncles who were, you know, in their 50s and, you know, talking about, you know, having to produce every day, knowing you have like a little kid or a son or something or a daughter. And you're like, dude, and that pressure that we're talking about uh, driving in, like driving into where to produce, right? Um, and, uh, and I was talking about, I was getting freaked out because this one location that I was driving into is this deer everywhere. And so I was like, I have like a mini heart attack every single day thinking a deer was going to jump out in front of me. And they're like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like being, you know, having to produce for my family. Oh, all right. Now, now I understand what you're saying. But if sometimes we compare ourselves to other people's situations and we don't even really know what their thing is, you know what I mean? And then we have yeah, caught sure. in this little loop in our heads and we made up a whole story that's not even there. It's not even a real thing. Um, Instagram is horrible. Instagram, yeah. I mean, <laughs> these, these, these filters, these, uh, I, like, I don't even know what you even call it anymore. It's, it's actually kind of, as bad as weird as 2020. I mean, what people do with Instagram is bad as weird. It's like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. What is that? Um, but, again, again, a platform that you can utilize to your advantage. Like you said, mm-hmm. you could use an Instagram Live and get feedback on a specific thing. If there is someone out there listening right now, what, what advice would you give them if they are doubting themselves, even although uh, they, they, they are getting positive feedback from a, a specific you know group? 
you're probably sitting like on your best work whatever you're creating whether it's art whether it's you know a blessed podcast whether it's a song um you know just just put it out just keep creating um and if you are like really doubting it and you don't think it's good show it to show it to people that that you know will give you like an honest opinion um just be a little cur- careful like some yeah. people's opinions really don't matter and they might not know what they're talking about yeah so but try to show it show it to i i would show, show it to like your girlfriend or something yeah or show it to like uh like your mom and see what they think mm-hmm. some people that might not know anything about it might be like the best critics because they'll they'll judge without knowing, having any background and they'll say oh i like it um and that's how most people will probably receive it yeah um and it's it's totally it's okay just try to find just try to find uh, what will make you happy yeah uh, don't go for being the next jay-z the next beyonce or whatever I feel like a lot of times that's what like we're shown is like be the best yeah. and don't stop until you get there. Right. And it's like, okay, but enjoy the journey while, while you're getting there. I like, like it. Like these moments are what's gonna, these moments are really what's making me happy being in my studio, like with my splice account, like chopping stuff up and getting like my friends to come and play on my stuff and playing around with auto tune and different sounds and, you know, dancing without a shirt in the studio are <laughs> <laughs> like what, what, what's, Fun, Absolutely. you know, I'm having really a lot of fun right now. Yeah. Have you ever, that's great advice too, by the way. Thank you. Um, have you ever scrapped the whole idea? I have. I've done that a lot with like music videos where I yeah. have, uh, so I film everything and direct everything and I cut everything, which is becoming like a lot of work. Yeah. But a lot of times I end up scrapping a lot of ideas because I'm like, I don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, most times I find myself doing them and then saying, all right, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, yeah. I won't do that again. Yeah. Uh, but I, it take, for me, it takes like a little bit of, uh, of growth to even be able to do it to, to begin with because I, I was in a space before where I was very scared to even do things because I thought it wouldn't work. Yeah. Now, now if it works, it's like, great. If it doesn't, I'm like, all right, cool, on to the next thing. Like even mentioning Russ, I think yeah. he said he dropped like 20 mixtapes or something before yeah. like being Russ. Now the guy shares his uh, how he made like one point two million dollars off one song, right? Hmm. And he has like ten of them that made over a million. Yeah. I'm, probably, I'm sure he has more, but that's what he's, yeah. he showed. Yeah. So you you think a guy that dropped twenty albums on SoundCloud and off one song, one of his songs, like a million dollars, is like really like twenty albums yeah. and now and now you're Russ. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing something where he said he, he dropped a song a week or something like that for however long. I could never do that. <laughs> yeah, he dropped a song a week for however long and he showed his account and his account was like whatever. He made like 400 bucks his first month or whatever, 200 bucks his first month and it legitimately doubled and like you were saying by like it, he showed a whole year. It was like from June 2017 or 2018 to like the following year. Uh, the following June and it was like in six figures and that was just like you said that was just a one account hmm. and he's independent so um, that's all his money that's and, all his and the person he's distributing with which is uh, TuneCore he gets 100% of his royalties wow. he just has to pay taxes on his money there's, there's not a label there's not an investor he creates all his stuff even the even his music video stuff um, you can tell was like it doesn't have a huge budget. Yeah. But for him it works. There's yeah. certain songs that have like a bigger budget and you yeah. can tell. Yeah. But for him to be chilling in his house recording a video is is what works. Even with Drake where he did the what the what was that video? The the Tuesday slide? He was in his house. Yeah. Like mm. ha, like that's like Which I mean his house is like a mall, but it was a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his house is a mall, right? 
but he already paid for the house. It's already like, he doesn't it. have to right. spend a yeah. hundred grand on the music video. Absolutely. He walked through his house. Yeah. And yeah. the music video was great. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think certain things work for certain people. I feel like if you get stuck in the flashy thing, I feel like you have to constantly do that or like live up to it or something like that. There's just the whole new genre. It's not new, but the genre of like pain music with like Rod Wave and uh, Derez Deshaun did it like years ago, and he still does it. Um, where they don't, I don't think you even need that much. The same thing. He's just like walking through his house, his old his old childhood house, and just showing. And the song goes with what he's doing. He's just walking through his neighborhood, and that's it. I could, I don't think that's more than. You know, several thousand dollars just to put that thing together. Yeah, if even, <laughs> if even, like, there's I, nothing. There's no one featured in it. It's literally just him in the same outfit. Kanye hmm. dropped the song with a like walking around with his daughter, like on the GoPro. Yeah, and then like I think the song was like a loop, <laughs> and he just has money to clear the sample, and yeah. it's Kanye West, so it, like blew up. But yeah, a lot of times it doesn't even take that much stuff. So yeah, if you're out there like doubting yourself, thinking. This is not good enough. Like a lot of times, it's better than even some stuff Kanye might put out, or yeah. or even Russ himself. Yeah, like that. That's how I feel. Like with with some of my stuff, I'm like, like people are like, oh, so how do you feel about? it? I'm like, it's better than anything you're gonna hear this month. Yeah, and yeah. they think it's like arrogant, and I'm yeah. like, no, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> even even with this podcast, like there's other podcasts, but this might be a way better podcast than someone else. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think a lot of pe- times people measure talent with like views and numbers and right. all this stuff, yeah. and it's like, no, like take that take that away. Like look at the content. Yes. Yeah. But then again, art is subjective, and you get into that debate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so would you so. If there's someone looking and, and they're they're looking to get signed, because I read I read this uh, like a a headline somewhere. They said if Drake were to go independent, he should. The music industry would be done. He's Drake. Yeah, Drake can literally like say nothing on the song and like yeah. it'll, it'll probably go. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah. chart is Drake. <laughs> like, um, if they were trying to get signed, how to do it? Yeah. Well, no, not just get signed. What's I mean? What's your take on? Being with a label versus being independent. I'm going to put myself in the category. Like, I, I started my own label, like, Jay-Z. He yeah. said nobody would sign me, so I signed myself, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I started, like... And even the stuff I'm already doing is basically, like, everything a label is doing. Yeah. And it was just getting organized as far as, like, for money purposes and all that. Sure. Um, I think it depends. Everybody's different. If you have, like, a huge following already or even, like, a decent enough following and you want to reach a certain level... And a label is offering you help with that. Cool. Just don't sign to like a five album deal because yeah. you might be like enslaved. Um, if you just want to keep all of your money like Russ, yeah, uh, just keep going. Um, it might take you a little longer, but you'll have control over everything. Um, even Russ, he partnered with um, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was Columbia, and he partnered with them for like I think a year or two, and then it wasn't a record deal. It was a partnership. And you can tell they helped them like shoot a really like nice music video. Yeah. They helped them with marketing. Yeah. As soon as that was over, he said, All right, my deal with them is over. And he's released like eight songs since then. Wow. And each song he's made like a bunch of money. He keeps sharing it. Yeah. So it just depends. If you if you need help and somebody signs you and the deal's right, go for it. If you'd rather be independent and grind it out, um, it might happen, it might not, but but you'll own all your stuff. Um, and I think Jay-Z is like the, to me, like his team is genius because they own like reasonable doubt is, uh, him. What is it? Uh, Biggs and, uh, Dame Dash. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's somebody else, but even early on, they like, 
knew that they were they had to create their own stuff and today they own all of their own stuff and i think that's the way to go you should always own your stuff even if you get signed by a label uh make sure at the end of the day you you end up owning your masters owning your music uh, i wouldn't recommend the 360 deal but for some people it works uh for somebody that's making songs in his attic and has no marketing and, or no help and no idea what to do a deal works yeah go for it yeah they'll, they'll get you to that label absolutely all right so do you have any anything you want to say before we we head out any parting words any uh, words of advice wear your mask <laughs> <laughs> all right so there you have it we like to wrap things up with quotes and the first one is by bob marley one good thing about music when it hits you you feel no pain Second by Debbie Fields, the important thing is not being afraid to take a chance. Remember, the greatest failure is to not try. Once you find something you love to do, be the best at doing it. The music scene. In this episode, we welcome back special guest Josue Laura. We cover topics that range from the music industry, collaborations, creative processes, effects of coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Debbie Fields and Bob Marley. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>